Welcome to the Indian Silicon Valley podcast. I'm your host Jivraj and on this podcast I speak with founders, investors and domain experts from the Indian Valley trying to understand the art of building a legendary company. In this episode I speak with Aniket Jindal, co-founder of Biconomy. Biconomy is building the infrastructure that shall enable web3 to reach the masses. It is a cross-chain relayer infrastructure and transaction network that aims to help dApp users avoid complexities of the crypto ecosystem. Aniket started Biconomy with the vision of making crypto accessible by all in a simple, convenient manner. I chat with him and decode his journey of getting entrenched into the ecosystem and building Biconomy. Through the conversation, we understand the turn of events that led him to get where he has his fascination for the blockchain technology his vision of the future and how biconomy is achieving it bit by bit navigating multiple interesting components including community talent and partnerships this was a fantastic conversation and i'm sure all of you listening will have a great time but before we get started here is a quick word about our sponsor this episode of the indian silicon valley podcast is presented by stride ventures which is one of india's leading venture debt funds becoming synonymous with innovative startup financing in india stride ventures provides comprehensive solutions going beyond venture debt to cater to distinctive challenges faced by high growth and inherently strong businesses backed by leading institutions the fund has a portfolio of over 60 plus diversified companies having deployed more than 1500 crore rupees to date In just over 2 years, Stride Ventures has emerged as the preferred venture debt lender in the Indian ecosystem. To know more about this phenomenal fund, visit strideventures.in. That is spelled as S T R I D E V E N T U R E S . I N. And with that, let's dive in to the 122nd episode of the Indian Silicon Valley podcast with Aniket of Biconomy. Thank you so much Aniket for joining me. Incredibly delighted to be hosting you today. Thanks Lord Jivraj for having me on the show. I've heard highly about you. Super excited to be here. Glad to know that and thanks for the kind words. I think what I'm primarily excited about with your conversation is that your personal evolution and journey into the ecosystem of web3 has been very very interesting considering that you come from a family business background right and also the way biconomy is building something very category creating going after problem statements that can actually make web3 a mass adoption a product right is very very fascinating but to get us started aniket i'd love to know your side of the spectrum you've been somebody who comes from a business background and has then interned at binance seen that early day of how it works especially in china as well and then come to india and created category creating stuff if you can maybe give us a primer of what got you curious about the ecosystem of web3 and what was your entry point like i think that'll be a great one Sure. I mean, <laughs> my journey—the uh, way kind of I see it is—it's there's a term in China. It's called Guanxi. It means like sort of like Chinese serendipity. You happen to be the right time, the right place. So I'll call myself as like one of the like blessing in disguise for me because like I never wanted to go to China, but I happened to be there. Uh, stuff happened, you know. Like so. I was in my family business like after honestly like after engineering I didn't get a job. I applied for three companies in the college uh, you know like all, all rejected me. I was like okay probably like best for me is just to go to my family business and see like you know what value I can add over there because anyway like people are not hiring me. I went there like spent 6 to 8 months and um, almost I was like okay this is probably not for me or maybe I'm not ready right now you know like in, in order to like you know lead the effort over there because I came from like a engineering background and also was quite interested in the uh, you know like high tech and stuff but uh, my industry was uh, very traditional and still like in a very traditional way call it like web minus 1 you know like not even the 3 but it was something like that so i was like okay like what to do you know like this is something uh, i'm not enjoying plus if i continue over there maybe the industry won't do well and i won't be happy and you know like my my family also won't be happy so sort of made this bold decision like i got this masters uh, course from mit sloan and fudan but the course was supposed to be in shanghai so i was like okay let's go to shanghai let's figure things out you know like and see like what to do over there yeah and uh, and uh, you know in china you know people always say that 
it's all about relationship it's all about you know being at the right time at the right place so the very first month into the course there was like a small bitcoin meetup that was organized by chinese ogs you know of that time including like some bobby loose and ingo etc it didn't make any sense to me i was like okay what what is this you know like uh, what is bitcoin you know like how how this can sort of you know revolutionize the way the way we come think of currencies as well at that time point of time the definition was also a bit vague but the core concept was always like in terms of freedom and ownership you know that was that kind of stuck to me but again i was not sold when i was sold was when demonetization happened in india like i think the very next day like you know like my dad called me and I, of course it was everywhere in the news that okay this is happening i was like okay how can this happen in a country like india you know like i i, I could have never imagined something like this and that was like okay you know like if something like this happened and problem might happen in future at that point of time it was extreme uncertainty you know like what's going to be happening to businesses and stuff so i was like okay this is something interesting you know i should spend some time to learn more about you know how how all of this thing works and uh, yeah that was you know sort of the entry point into the rabbit hole and kind of stuck there <laughs> super no i'm so glad i mean you took that chance to go to shanghai and not many people would have done that and that led to amazing things tell me about it you know everyone i was telling to my friends and all that i'm going to shanghai for masters they're like really like okay why 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 are we going to be doing that no i think only like one person was like okay china is good but everyone was like who goes to china for masters why are you doing that like why not us why not even india for, for that matter you know there yeah exactly what we what we think of serendipity is i mean taking these chances and making things happen and that's so lovely to hear and i think the second part of this is these were still early days of the crypto world so if you look at i mean 2016 ish talk to us about what got you more into the space right so it's one thing to know and a lot of us were hearing things every now and then bubbles used to happen and we were all hearing things but not everybody took that leap of faith to just uh, go deeper into it so what was that uh, light bulb moment and that really got you like okay there's a great technology getting built and i want to dive deeper into it and i want to build it yeah totally i mean uh, i think when this happened you know like i was interested and i think a lot of people were always interested about all these things but i was like what to do with it this is interesting what you can do is like probably watch some videos read some content but this is not sort of how practical thing works you know like you have to learn about these things you have to get into the implementation mode so what happened was i came to india after demonetization and i was like okay this is interesting but i had no idea like where to start what to do and stuff so the person who organized that meetup he just texted me is like this is something we did so i was from the business school and he was from the chinese school in in france so it's like you know i want to start some uh, blockchain club but the only way only place i can send can start this is the business business school so i would need your help in order to start this thing i mean if you don't want to get involved it's fine but uh, you know at least help me start starting this and that person is now my co-founder at bacon you know is lamad am texting me and stuff and i was like okay probably i am interested and i am looking where to start you know like he texted me and i was like okay let's do it you know like because i am there for learning probably i don't know much about blockchain than you do but we we together learn it we'll together talk to people and you know we'll grow this thing back remember like in every college is there like clubs and stuff right like you know so we started this boxing club in 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 our in our university at that time you know uh, the ecosystem was very small you know like a bitcoin or crypto meetup it used to be bitcoin meetup only there was only bitcoin when ethereum was just coming up so it used to be like what 20 people 50 people at max but now like if you do anything in bangladesh like 500 people or something you know like it's just for like a normal normal mixer but like okay we'll start something what we'll do is we'll just invite all the builders or entrepreneurs or, or people who have company from china to this university like they'll get developer talent or they'll just help build the community and we'll get to know also more about how this thing works so this is something we started it kind of grew like like we started with two people then we had like 20 people in like two months all people were just interested about what bitcoin and crypto can unlock for them it started going bigger and we started getting more and more founders coming to the university and because everyone wants to come to university and talk to people and tell them about this what we're building they probably want to get hiring talent or they probably get feedback on the technology side of things so we did like couple of events there and uh, Unfortunately, like you know, in one of the meetups, uh, uh, CZ was also there. But I was not in that meetup, honestly. Like, but CZ was there. Like, so we kind of recorded all the cards and stuff and contacts. I, I reached out to him, and I was like, okay, I want to like do an internship. I want to learn more about it. And yeah, and that's how things got started for me. At uh, that time, everything was very small. You know, all the you know, projects we decacons or something. They were like all like very small projects, just 
trying to do something in the space and for me also it was not like you know i see my till then i was not like i am going to be pursuing this for the rest of my life it was more like okay this is interesting i need an internship uh, no way in china i can get an internship any of the company i can't speak chinese i need to find a way out um, this is something i like doing this was more like a side hobby kind of a thing okay let's you know like do an internship here probably going to make decent money and also learn about it the first internship i did and i would probably like uh, give an advice to everyone who's listening to the show as well i never talked about money at all i was like you know i'm interested to learn more about crypto i wanna doesn't matter whether you pay me or not but let let me in you know <laughs> let me work for 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 you let me see like how this thing actually goes and then i can decide so you know a lot of times you know like we get into the financial aspect of things without undergoing uh, or kind of realizing what potential the other non tangible aspects can unlock for you always one entity where you actually want to learn rather than you know just go for the financial component so first few months i mean of course they paid me really well but i never talked about it i never discussed that i want xyz whatever the paid as like okay this is fine for me yeah that's super interesting to hear and that last part especially is very very nice i mean just initially you need those opportunities surround yourself with people and that's what really matters beyond the financial aspects love it thanks for sharing that aniket very very important to emphasize but this is great now we understand very brief how your evolution happened and you seem like this person who's getting everything done right like you're seizing one opportunity after the other you also started a podcast that you told me in person you know about uh, the crypto world but how did biconomy happen now you've come back to india what was that like you had an insight and you're going after very challenging problems uh, that you're trying to solve with biconomy and in a very different way so talk to us about that insight what biconomy is doing to solve it and how you gathered it more importantly surely i mean before we get into that you know i'll also going to talk a bit more about how did i come to india and how the transitions are happened because till now everything kind of sounds very uh, gloomy and you know like everything sounds very smooth but now it's like a, a bit of a bumpy road ahead because everything was fine i was doing internship i was learning enjoying but i think there was like mid september or something there was like a notice by chinese government that they're banning all the crypto companies you know like no crypto company can operate from china and i was still a student and banan sort of made a decision that they want to shut all the operations from china and uh, as like okay like banan is not going to be in china this is such a uncertain world i'm just starting my career you know like i i quit my family business to join something into this and this all like maybe like it's going to end you know like that point of time you we were like because there was nothing there we all hear about defi nft all this kind of stuff there was nothing there there was bitcoin there was you know some icos happening and government was like okay this shouldn't exist you know we should sort of ban it you know like we should get it out of the reach but i was like okay this is what to do now you know like banance is no longer in china there's no crypto company operating i'm sort of made in my studies what to do i took like what a two months sort of off november to october i think two months like i was like i'll still sort of figure it out whether this is the right sort of industry for me or not but i was like okay let's you know check it off so make a bold decision let's spend at least next few years in crypto go to india talk to people see like what's happening there because my mindset was that what's happening in china might happen in india in terms of development because sort of the pace at which things were happening in china it was sort of epicenter of everything happening crypto like probably like india it's still you know lagging behind um, we'll go and probably going to implement something like this came to india community was very small you know i i started talking and getting into this small sort of a community talk chatting about you know like what web3 we didn't even used to call it web3 what crypto or blockchain can unlock and just in general like meeting people met sandeep currently the founder of uh, you know polygon and he was working on matic and it was like really exciting so we just became like really close friends and we were just chatting about you know scaling solutions can sort of you know unlock the high gas fees on ethereum why do we need scaling and you know like how the next set of applications and users will be coming in the space and then like I think we were just brainstorming, and we were like, "Okay, let's try to use an application." So I just tried using an application, and it took me like three days. I was like, "Okay, if it took me three days, and I'm sort of quote unquote a crypto savvy person, how can we imagine, you know, like rest of the world to use all these applications? And uh, if this is how complicated it's going to be, it's better it's not there. You know, like you know, whatever you know merit it has, it has more cons. You know, like people won't be able to use all these kind of things." and i'm talking for a time when there was nothing there was no web3 like we never used to call it web3 we used to call it some crypto application dapps and i was like okay i'm very much sold to the entire ethos of blockchain and you know like i see myself in the space this is sort of a real problem this is a problem everyone's going to be facing so let's try solving it and that's how that's how biconomy got started to be honest 
Got it. Got it. I love that transgression, right? Like, I mean, you were identifying things and then one after the other trying to solve it. So that's so important. And this is so core, right? I, I'd love to know more about how we, I mean, because I'm sure everyone by now, or or at least a majority of the population realizes that the technology at its core is very, very valuable, very, very disrupting in nature. But again, as you mentioned, some of this seems so complex in nature. Like, I mean, logging into a MetaMask wallet today is also, you know, complicated and maybe not the most user-friendly thing. So if it has to penetrate the masses, there needs to be something more that needs to be done. Uh, the gas fees is high. There's so many things. And this is in my limited knowledge for people in the ecosystem, they'll know more. So maybe if you can just lay down some of the problems that existed in the ecosystem. And again, how is Biconomy trying to solve it? What is the approach been and how has that turned out? I think that'll be very valuable, Aniket. Surely, I mean... I mean, if you talk of problems, still, like, I think still we are not there. Still, it's just a few million of users, you know, on, on the crypto right now. And uh, and the users are even, like, lesser than that. For us, it was more towards how we can make sure that, you know, any end user is able to use blockchain. In the idle world, we want to make sure that we don't even call it blockchain applications. You know, like, we wanted to make sure that end users are able to use applications like a normal application. Like, you know, like you're using YouTube, Spotify, you know, Zoom, etc. It's like normal application. You never call them Web2 application, but when it comes to Web3 blockchain, you know, firstly, people get a bit overwhelmed that, okay, what is this Web3 application? And then it's a strong learning curve needed to, to kind of get used to an application. So we kind of identify the like 21 steps to get to an application. It's from like, you know, learning about MetaMask, storing private keys, doing KYC, going and, you know, like procuring like near their asset, moving there. You know, like 21 steps and like, okay, 21 steps, how we can reduce it, you know, how we can make it like 10, 5 or something. So with Biconomy, the elephant of the room we identified was gas, you know, like, I was like, before using an application, people do all these things to get this native asset on the wallet and it takes them so much time. That's where like most of the time is spent. If we can remove this for the end user and we drew like a parallel image in terms of how Web2 applications do it. When you watch uh, a video on YouTube or when you listen to a song on Spotify, or when you do anything on social as well. There's a lot of server costs needed, right, for that. Like they have like huge AWS bill or they have their own servers, etc. It is always there. Like the song or the video that you are watching, it's not free. Someone's paying for that. So it's like, okay, with this, if I have to just pay to use an application, whether I like it or not, I'll never use it. No one will ever pay. Like even if it's like few cents, people won't don't, don't want to do it because they're just using an application Maybe like if they like the application, they use it again. They're like different ways to monetize it and people should definitely do that. But in order to just to you know get used to an application, why people should be paying for it. So that is the key problem we identified. Okay, how we can remove the gas for the end user and make sure that you know, this is very easy like for anyone to use an application. I mean, we're still not there like in terms of making very, very frictionless because of course there are other issues as well with the chain, but we have reduced so many steps for the users so that people can use an application free of cost. And after that, like, you know, dApps can monetize in different ways. So that was the biggest problem we felt and we solved it. That was also a bumpy ride, you know, in terms of launching the product, uh, that to an extreme bear market. But uh, uh, apart from that, uh, the entire vision of Biconomy is how we can make sure that end user experience is seamless and the underhood complexities of blockchain is totally hidden from the users you know like the day when end users are able to use applications and we don't call them blockchain applications or web3 applications this is probably going to be a day where, where like by economy mission has going to be accomplished that's super audacious and bold and very very important i love that mission and uh, i think that summarizes it very well and lovely to know the approach to the problem uh, just very quickly right i mean uh, these are some of the problems that already exist and again of course there's a widespread notion that blockchain is a store of value right i mean it's an asset where ownership is democratized it's decentralized whatnot uh, what are the themes that most excite you not from a building standpoint but just from a code technology point of view like one use cases which is most popularized is the trading aspect of it but of course that's not the core technology if you had to take a step back and just get a 101 on the main things that you're excited about i'd love to know that before we proceed surely i mean entry point was trading for everyone like even for me it was trading only because at that time trading was the one you know that was out there but once you or anyone like who see themselves in crypto once they start getting into the weeds of it then, you know, trading becomes secondary. They're like, okay, there's so much more to it, you know, so much more to the entire, the, the experience of Web3. I think it's more about the experience and more, more about, you know, 
how do you see the world to be in the next like 15 20 years from now and the idea of ownership kind of really stuck to me i think it's super important when we imagine imagine like 15 years down the line the physical world world might be a bit boring and people will be spending like lots of time in in metaverse digital world the idea of having your own sort of ownership and you know like uh, and not like being unstable to like 10 people who kind of having custody is super important for me and that is where i'm most most excited about you know in terms of sort of freedom in terms of making sure that this sort of ownership is sort of always there and always intact like that is where I spend most of my time as well thinking more about you know what else it can unlock for the rest of the world also uh, i'll say like ownership and financial freedom you know like it, it gives financial freedom the all the back in college when there was no crypto i was not never aware of it i used to think that you need to be like super technical connected to get into all this you know core concepts of option trading leverage trading there was nothing out there you need to have like big wall street guys who kind of control everything but right now like you know the sort of awareness it has created like uh, in terms of getting used to all this uh, you know financial aspects and making making aware that you know how the system actually works uh, was was quite fascinated to me as well uh do i still feel that this might not sort of drive adoption on its own but this will sort of become like a baseline for new products and you know like companies to build on so these are kind of themes i kind of see like of course there's a more to it with gaming etc but major like underlying asset is like ownership and like ownership is something that that's really important absolutely that that's very important to iterate and i love that that was an interesting segue but coming back to the fact that okay there's a very important problem statement by economy is now made progress on that front would love to know in terms of approach uh, instead of going the end consumer route you went to the developers and uh, one of the primary aspects of any emerging industry let alone web3 will be that there are there's a talent gap right because people have not been there done that what i'm trying to understand from you is how did you think of the developer approach and what was the practical application gap there because there weren't many developers i'm guessing or if there were developers they weren't as experienced in the ecosystem because the web3 world is very nascent in itself so how was uh, that piece of the pie and how did you solve for it oh yeah first year like was a very bumpy ride for us we started the company in extreme bear market so what we are kind of seeing right now the previous bear market was really really bad like this this market is not even bear market compared to that one it was like i think uh, mid 2019ish like we started this earliest and it was extreme bear market like everyone was like very negative about the future of crypto or blockchain because there were a few applications and there was nothing like no infrastructure around you know ethereum or other chains there are two chains out there only like bitcoin and ethereum we were like okay you know the problem is sort of very big and it was sort of validated by a lot of people we chatted with okay this is like a big problem but how do we like look at it you know like how do we actually make a product out of it how do we make a business out of it there's always a question mark so like okay let's talk to the applications that are currently running and let's talk to them like what are the key problems they're facing so when we chatted to them we were like okay you know like i tried to use your application and it took us like 3 days i'm sure like a lot of people might be complaining about all these things to you why it, it took took like 3 days and uh, the common theme was that you know like they knew like all these problems are there and they were trying to build everything in house you know they were like okay you know like a product is like a let's say for example like a dex but in order to run a dex you need to build xyz like all these tools to make sure that the dex work as like okay so you you don't spend your time on product but you spend time on the infrastructure that can run the product that's why like all these you know like deadlines get delayed that's why you're not able to like make like a world class product because your time is being spent on like building infrastructure rather than the product itself whereas like if you are like a b2c or product focused company it should always be in the product and all this infrastructure stuff should be like given to guys like us you know like or someone else you know like who are building this so that was i'll say like a sort of a key critical point for us to think that we have to be very developer focused because all these companies are building uh, you know b2c products but you know like they also building in front top of them and uh, we sort of made a bet or we envisioned that or, or like uh, calculated bet in a way that they'll be like you know so many applications you know building on ethereum and other chains and if the dap ecosystem is successful we will be successful because we are kind of serving to them so that was sort of the point and uh, we had no money like uh, we were like what three co-founders starting this with no money and no one was ready to fund us because there was no sort of active vc market I still remember on the vc funds i uh, i i sort of went uh, like mid 2019 or sorry like late 2019 
they invited me to the office and they're like okay shut this down you know like you have a family business why are you wasting your time you know there's no dark market there's nothing like that you know you can do so much valuable things with time like what is blockchain just shut it down <laughs> but it was it was still like you know i had this uh, you know sort of errol in me that i have to like do something here only so we made sort of a decision that okay give let's let's you know like take one year you know at max try to bootstrap it or you know try to get people you know like try to build this thing and if still like that thing you know like this thing doesn't work out we look for something else but till like till like one year or something like let's not even think about you know like all this negativity that people are kind of spreading around us so yeah i mean that's how things got started and we needed more people we didn't have any money so you know we, we got like guys uh, convince them to work with us with very low salary we wouldn't even do anything you know in the company at all like one year and uh, we participated in some hackathons they you know, won some grants basically like begged for money like for for grants and all this kind of stuff and run run the company like this like for a year yeah i mean that that is how sort of we identified the problem key insights were like you have to listen to the customers regularly and also you have to be very flexible with the market because you know you might when when it's sort of a growing industry altogether uh things that work now might not work in 6 months from now because everything is sort of changing you know like you have to adjust yourself according to the industry as well so we were one thing that we were uh, very uh, sure about that is we have to be very close to our customers we have to listen to them we have to ask them like all these questions we have to interview them regularly and if needed we all also have to be very flexible you know like we have to make sure that we we know like how the industry is shaping up and and adjust accordingly so so that's how you know like the first product building phase was was there for us got it no that's phenomenal aniket because a lot of formative lessons there for any founder the belief uh, irrespective of what people were saying around you betting on some foresight that you have always learning staying close to the customer i think very very fundamental and lovely to know how it shaped the biconomy trajectory but building on top of that the other important aspect in the web3 crypto world is the community right i think that's at least as a layman that's something that excites me the most because it's the biggest leveler you could come from um a, a surat and indore you know a tier 2 3 city or a kenya or any place and build something truly transformational because it is dependent on technology which is the biggest leveler community is a great aspect that binds people from all across building a developer community is a notch difficult right because again talent gap what not how have you solved for the community aspect at byconomy what does that look like if you can share your insights on community in general and then community in particular at byconomy i think that'd be very helpful uh, yeah 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 i mean uh, we're still still working on it but uh, totally agree like building a community back in 1819 that to like a developer focused company and that to with a project that didn't have any token was very difficult the initial phase of time you know they were like on telegram discord everyone used to say like when token when token when token because comedy was like highly incentivized for all good and bad reasons to support projects that have tokens and honestly at that point of time we never ever thought like we're going to be having a token that general theme the market was for crypto projects you need to have a token doesn't matter what the token token is doing but you need to have one but at that point of time we were not even sure about what we are trying to do with will actually like work in the market then how we can even can think of doing a token so we were very focused on building and and solving like a problem and be very sort of focused on that and we never thought that you know token will ever come come into play so for us it was pretty simple that you know we don't have money we don't have token what to do what do we do you know like how do we make sure that you know people love us so what we started doing was we started kind of building demos let's say there's an application who want to integrate by economy so like okay we'll build demo for you it will show you like how this works we'll get our thing popular popularized in your community so the first customer we got was curve one of the earliest customers So Kav was like, okay, this is interesting, but you know how do how do we make it work? So like, okay, let's make a demo. We we fork Kav, we build uh, you know like integrated gasless, and made it popular in their community. Like that's how we kind of thought about how we can build this type of a community because that was the only option we had. You know, like we we didn't have like you know money to spend on hackathons even. Like we we participated in hackathons, but in order to make something actually work, so we like okay, we target like these big applications. We kind of build demos. and the lesson we learned was from stripe because stripe did the same thing back in 89 in order to get like early customers so that was sort of a starting point for us 
then eventually like polygon also launched uh you know the chain um and we were like one of the earliest supporters of polygon and there were another another chain called xti you know that was sort of now acquired by uh, gnosis the approach we took was like we were very strong to the with the foundation team you know like we were like okay uh ethereum is is there like all these chains gonna be coming and we have to make sure that bioeconomy is always there so we built a relationship with the foundation team of both the chains we made sure that our documentations are very well you know like laid down on the core uh, documentation of these chains so that we get direct access to the developers who are building on these chains so with the the same approach you know like with the ecosystem that that was growing on on polygon and all these chains we grow grew up with them because like all these applications were coming up and we were treated as first class citizens on these chains because i uh, as we we launched we were like one of the first infra providers on these chains so so that's how we kind of thought about community and that's how like still now like how we are thinking about growing the the, the developer community in my economy got it and that seems very innovative and interesting in nature i love how you know you've been able to you know leverage the existing communities to grow your own and that becomes like a very good queue especially because i mean to fill that demand supply gap in a community and stuff like that is very difficult lovely to hear that this is very interesting i think we've covered a bunch of aspects around okay the problem statement and how you approached it what i'd also love to know is uh, the other piece about building a web3 company from india now we have enough comparables and we've seen the massive success of polygon but uh, we've also have had other projects succeeding like bycon but how has that journey been like from a talent perspective of building from india for the world because uh, web3 is a global ecosystem you have a decentralized team employees from multiple countries how has that been in terms of building a team for bioeconomy and establishing a culture that really helps you create a category creating product would love to know that aniket had been like a very roller coaster kind of ride you know like being in india you know building building company that to in a very uncertain regulatory environment i would say like uh, polygon did uh, did most of the you know heavy lifting for india as a country like in terms of making india again back to the sort of the map prior to polygon you know like most of the indian projects were kind of treated as scams if you had talked to any like global vc that they were like okay indian project they used to like downgrade indian projects just by by hearing the name because i i won't even give i won't even like say uh, you know like doubt them because there were like so many inferior projects i'll say like uh, in 2017 18 or so many scams that happened from india so people sort of lost most most of the confidence in india as a country so for us initially it was definitely difficult like you no know, vc wanted to fund us polygon sort of shined the indian market and a lot of vcs again like started looking at india so for us it was very clear that you know we have to only get uh, investors who believe in us and who are very long term aligned with us it's that's sort of an advice again like for everyone that money has definitely become like a commodity like it can easily come easily go but uh, getting like the right sort of people initial stages is is very important for you like if if you don't get it like your project will go in like different tangents for us like india always has been like a blessing like most of our dev talent is from india only and uh, the sort of the vibe the community excitement india is having i haven't seen it anywhere honestly like if you go to bangalore or even if in this uncertain environment where you know like everyone is looking for like a more like a stable kind of a thing people are so excited to build something in web3 so uh, yeah i'm super bullish on india over the next 5 to 6 years to be honest the stuff or the sector i'm bullish mostly in india is like the b2c applications i see like more of b2c applications going to be coming from india and uh, and we we are ready to serve them now that's lovely to hear and great to know how things have evolved uh, despite the challenges early on and it's lovely to see all of you champion so much of it polygon by economy and other great projects coming out of india lovely i think this covers a bunch of aspects aniket i mean if i were to ask you finally that oh, there's so much happening uh, how does i mean the consumer layer still scale uh, to a point where there is mass adoption while of course what you're trying to build in the company is exactly that how does more of this happen eventually when we take a 10 year horizon and what can be done more from a building standpoint if you can maybe guide us there because a lot of young builders i'm sure look up to what you have done what sandeep and everybody else in the country has done so anything for them yeah yeah i think it's a really good question and we we kind of think about it all the all the time 
probably won't have the right answer but of course you know i have my own sort of thesis around that like how it should be as well earlier the only use case of blockchain web3 was like trading aspect you know like okay you buy a certain coin you sell it and that got like a lot of people excited you know like still like even like a defi summer it was more about you know like flipping coins or having yield farming and all this kind of stuff that was good for like a very small sample size of people who are interested in all this kind of stuff but crypto is way more than that you know like this is like a minuscule part of what it can unlock and you know more i think about it is like it should be happen or will be happening in a way where it becomes like a natural part of your day to day life in a way that day to day application you use suddenly going to see something happening with crypto or or crypto assets and you won't even realize it a very very simple example is you know like a campaign we did with 100 thieves so for for users who don't or, or listeners who don't know what 100 thieves you know like it's a pretty big gaming company based out of us and they wanted you know like to get connected with their followers or users in a, in a better way and also show like a token of appreciation of all the support and you know the community they've built so they did this like sort of a campaign where they dropped nfts to like all first million sort of a users who come and register on the platform so the entire process was sort of in a way where there was no prior knowledge of blockchain needed for that so people kind of signed up you know like they got some nft in the email that they can redeem maybe like later in life and that can sort of unlock few things for them so in this concept the entire experience was more like getting like a loyalty point or something a card but unknowingly they got onboarded to crypto like they they got onboarded they have like a wallet created on via the email and with that nft i don't know what what else so many possibilities it's there like you know that can be unlocked you know same as with like the more games that i'm i'm kind of currently talking with they like okay probably like uh, you know like we are very much you know like uh, uh, sold with the concept of ownership and you know like having having their own sort of uh, uh, self custodial like assets within the games so the way sort of they're kind of doing it is not like you know like you learn about all these meta masks and all this you know like onboarding stuff you use in game within a game will will make sure that there's something on 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 like in blockchain happening that you won't even come to know so more more and more adoption going to be happening where you know it is subtly embedded within the application and it will become like very normal like you probably like you won't even talk about okay this is on solana this is on polygon this is on avalanche will be like okay i like this game you know this is so cool you know this is how it works and backend it's powered web blockchain somewhere more and more web2 companies are coming you know in the space i don't know whether you saw you know flipkart you know uh, that that already sort of rolled like a metaverse platform reddit like recently like unknowingly like had like 3 million wallet users you know like already created like all these things are already happening you know like it's already happening people are already getting on- onboarded to the application unknowingly and once it happens this like endless possibilities over there so next phase is going to be like subtle subtle you know onboarding and um, once it happens you know uh, uh, this like as i said like you know you can do anything with the users absolutely that's that's very very heartening to know and i mean eventually the lines will blur and we won't call it this ecosystem that ecosystem it'll just be an incredible experience for the end user and limitless possibilities so amazing that's lovely to hear great i mean all of this has been wonderful as we end the conversation i'd love to you know ask you a similar set of questions that i end each conversation with these are mostly related to the personal persona of the founder in this case i'd love to know we can look at the progress of how uh, the ecosystems evolved by economies evolved but uh, how have you personally evolved from that time that you went to shanghai to study to who you are right now and with everything that you have learned along the way if you can maybe share examples of uh, what worked what didn't and how you personally you know came through the journey i think that'll be very useful because very often these human stories get missed but i think that's the most powerful ones because looking at you and others in the ecosystem more builders will get formed in whatever way right somebody will start investing somebody will start building somebody will start uh, uh, developing so what do you think about that yeah yeah <laughs> i think that's a really good question you know like back then like or anyone like in the like early 20s you know i would say like people are more just um, what do you say like early 20s you know like people are more uh, just worry about themselves like they are more self driven only like in a way that this is talk about think or, or do things just just for for their own self interest but when you sort of start a company you have not only you you have the entire company that you have to take care of 
So there's like sense of maturity that comes over there that it's not only you and it's you know so many people that look upon you. So you have to make sure that you know you become sort of a prime example for everyone who's you know like working with you uh, are spending their valuable time you know building stuff together with you. That sort of maturity was not there you know back in Shanghai you know it was more about how do we earn more money you know how do we like how do I do this how do we do that without kind of thinking of what else it can unlock. Apart from it early 20s people also sometimes even i was like short term oriented they like okay let's do this let's do that this probably going to make more money you know this probably going to do you know something else simple example was like a friend of mine who was in crypto uh, he's joined in 2019 bear and then like covid happened so he dropped crypto and got into the mask business i was like you're learning about crypto what happened you know like it's like there's more money in mask you know like you sell mask you know you get more money and it it worked for like 3 to 4 months and then he was like I shouldn't have wasted that much time you know like selling mask you know I should have probably spent that much time learning more about crypto probably I would have made more more money so this sort of you know maturity definitely happen uh, comes with experience only but in general like I would advise that be more focused on like long term aspects of things rather than like monetary sort of stuff that can probably give you like maybe temporary success but like you don't see yourself doing that thing in future as well so that sort of uh, awareness uh, is something I'll say like uh, um, I, I have more than I had like before. Absolutely, all great pointers. I think each of those are very, very important to note the maturity of dependence of people and, and you know being there for them and uh, looking long term. I think just understanding compounding early on in life really matters. And uh, thanks, thanks for reiterating that. Now the second part of this is you know, and this is something I am personally very curious to know is that especially in a category creating industry, so Web three being one of them, there's so much to do. So as a founder, you have to be in touch with future trends. You have to think about them. You also have to build, and you know, of course, you know, make sure the company is succeeding. And amidst all of that, you're also actively involved in talking to young founders because they also need some sort of experience guidance that you now have. How do you manage everything, right? I I would love to know. And what are what do you do for yourself in the sense that how do you ensure that you are growing in this process too? Because it could get very easy to get caught up in the day to day, right? Like you could have calls each day, a filled calendar. But what do you do to tackle this problem statement? Is what I'd love to know. Yeah, I think being a founder that too in crypto is is very difficult. <laughs> you know, like it's super easy, and not in crypto in general. Like like early stage company, like it's it's very difficult because you definitely like get caught up in like so many things uh, on a daily basis. I would say like uh, I think firstly, it's very important to give autonomy to the people, like people who are working with you. It's very important to make sure that they make their own way. You're not micromanaging things. Of course, there'll be like times where you have to do certain things that you don't want to do, and you have to. sort of you know have that inside you that if no one you you have to if being a founder you have probably might have to do like boring things and you should be okay with that so a lot of my time also you know spent like some sometimes like you know like doing accounting and you know things that i actually don't want to do but i have to do it but the general sort of funda that worked for me is like you know giving autonomy to people and hiring the right right sort of people and a lot of people say that you know like hiring is very important but i would say like hi- more than hiring is also how you give them freedom how you give them autonomy how you you give them you know like more empowerment so that is really really important so that's something it's sort of a culture in by economy where we make sure that you know people kind of make their own ways you know we, we definitely have certain set of you know requirements for anyone to join us but once they do uh, you know we actually like make sure that uh, it's a sort of a two way road and this kind of set for success this one thing you know like i i try uh, whenever i hire anyone in by economy you know like doing the interview you know like i i try to make sure that you know like this is something i sort of make sure that every 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 team member in bicomi knows so i tell them you know like bicomi should be your last job after this you should be starting your own company if if you do that i'll be the first second so so that is something all, and already we had two cases three cases in fact people joined us i don't know whether you know tarun from coinshare he started this company i was like helping him out he's like really good friend i don't did the same thing so I want people either to stick with with, with me like the entire life, or they start something new, and I'll make sure that I'll help them. I know it's not scalable. That's sort of a culture like we are trying to build within my economy, and it's something that that's my personal goal as well. Apart from it, just being updated, I would say like having the right set of people, you know, across you, uh, whether you know like informal chats and the sort of the small groups that you have is very important. 
So I just try to make sure that I regularly communicate with, you know, like maybe developers, sometimes investors, sometimes KOLs, you know, on a regular basis so that I'm, I'm informed regarding what's happening in the market. And Twitter is effective use of Twitter is very helpful. You know, that's something I'll say. Twitter can, you know, give you, may take you on like 15 different tangents. But if you use it effectively and if you follow the right people, if you make sure that you're using it effectively, uh, it, it helps, you know, you to sort of keep updated regarding what's happening in the industry. Absolutely. I can imagine, but I love that, especially that part on the personal culture at uh, Biconomy. I think that's going to be a great North Star for any founder listening and very unique to hear. I mean, the way you framed it. So lovely to hear that. Thanks for sharing that, Aniket. Very quickly on that last part that you mentioned, I mean, in the crypto world, the signal to noise ratio is so high. I mean, really so low rather. So you don't really know what to understand, what to grasp uh, and what to take forward, right? A- any more thoughts around uh, beyond the effective usage of Twitter, anything that you you'd like to share there i mean because this is an ecosystem which is ever evolving you have to continuously learn 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 so beyond the doing aspect of it what can you do to learn better is something i'd love to know from you yeah totally agree there like with, with, with twitter you know like everything should be taken with a pinch of salt because like they're like you know different sort of people and people have different incentives to you know like make you believe certain things that are actually not true being grounded and working closely on the core product with your customers is something that's really important. That's the only thing, you know, that would you know, like take, take you to higher success. I would always say that this is all good, but you have to be very close to the customers, you know, like whether it's a B2C or B2B product, you have to make sure that you are very close to them and you are sort of seeing uh, how, how the, the product is changing with the time as well. So for us, and something that we always follow is like we, we make sure that we're very close to the customers. We chat to them regularly. We meet them. There's like a lot of events happening in crypto. I try not to go to, the, to that many events, but whenever we go, we try to meet most of the customers. We have that relationship. And that's where we get alpha. And that's where we get to know like, okay, this is how things are working for them. And this is sort of products that we can build actually for them. So that is very important. And um, yeah, and this is like, I, I think it's basically like execution focus, to be honest. Like there's no secret sauce for it. It's more about, you know, uh, endless effort in terms of, uh, you know, like hardcore research and development. Got it. Get stuff done. And that's the way to learn. So lovely. As we end this, Aniket, and this has been great. Uh, I'd love to know your original motivation to build. I think that's something I love ending conversations with because the founder journey, as you also mentioned, is not easy by any stretch of it. In fact, it's as challenging as it gets. And if founders take up that journey for a long period of time, dedicating some of their best years to it, there's an intrinsic motivation to do that. What is that for you? What is the reason that you are a founder? If we can end with that, I think that'll be perfect. Um, Good question. You know, For me, it was... As I already mentioned as well, I was in my family business. I was not uh, very much feeling it or I was not getting that ownership as well. I was like not feeling that this is something I've owned, you know, this is something I've owned. For me, it was always how we can make, how I can make my own way, you know, like how I can make sure that everything that I do is something, I'm, I'm the one responsible for it. So that's how I started, whether like I started into crypto, crypto work for me. And this is something, you know, like I want to make sure that I spend this of at least the next 15, 20 years exploring more things in the crypto, maybe longer as well. It was more in terms of, you know, how make, I can make my own way. I can build like a, a valuable company, do like what I actually, actually love doing. Because I was always, I was in an industry where I was not loving. And I was not owning it as well. And this was sort of a bet that I've taken. And for me, it was not that, okay, I have to make XYZ money or I have to make my economy valued at XYZ billion dollars, etc. That was not never the case. It is more in the case of, you know, how I can become self-independent. Like that, that was, that was the only motivation. I'm, I'm sure like it, it might not sound very lucrative, but for me, it was more on, on terms of, you know, how I can establish like a valuable business uh, different from what I was given. Incredible. I think that's very powerful to hear. And it goes to show that freedom and entrepreneurship can be the biggest leveler in such a way and uh, your your journey and many others uh, prove that. So lovely to hear that. I know I mentioned this was the last question, but 
I just remembered, right? I think this was what we were discussing informally about how to build companies and have the ambition of either a very large company or a bad outcome or, you know, something that doesn't work. If you could maybe just share your thought process on that as we end is a closing sentiment. How can a founder look at building like a really, really large company? Because company building is at extremes. We can end with that. Totally. I mean, uh, this is something I was reading uh, and this probably we discuss every, every day in Biconomy as well. Having like a mediocre or average attitude is a, is a debt to the company. It is something I always say internally as well. Either if you are sort of, you know, working in an average sort of a comfortable life and you're getting used to it that, okay, whatever it is, probably it is, it is the way it is and let's get used to it. That's not how, you know, a company should be built. You try, like you always have to make sure that you are always pulling your socks and you're always up to the game. The moment you being a founder or being also like a team member, you kind of realize that, okay, this is, you know, like becoming very monotonous or average in a way that it's not adding any value. And I'm, I'm sort of realizing because you realize that when you're in a company or you're building it, that you probably lack certain skill sets or, you know, like this more that you have to learn. And if you get, if you're okay with that, that, okay. You know, this is something I don't like. I probably don't want to get into that as well. That That is sort of a mediocre attitude and mediocre approach. So it's a debt, debt to the company. My thought was always that either you become like the top or you just at the lowest. You, know, like you always make sure either you're just a scam. You're like, okay, probably like you build something. It didn't work. You build something else. But if you are settled for average, you know, that, then it's not, it's like a slow death to you. So don't settle for average and build companies and just solve problems is where we are at. Thank you so much, Aniket, for a wonderful conversation. I personally enjoyed it a lot because we covered somehow many diverse aspects of, you know, how you built Biconomy, what the core ecosystem entails, the problems in the space, the exciting opportunities, and also at the end, a lot of qualitative stuff about building a company. Thank you so much for your time. And I'm sure this is going to be super valuable to everyone listening. Thanks a lot for having me. And it was honestly like a very interesting uh, conversation. Thank, thanks a lot for this. Awesome. With that, we come to the end of this conversation. Thank you so much for tuning in to the episode. I really hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. If you're finding value with the podcast, do follow it on the audio streaming platform of your choice, drop in a review and subscribe to our WhatsApp newsletter to get all the updates directly on your inbox. Thanks again. I will see you next week for another episode. Till then, I hope you record. If you never try, you'll never know. Stay tuned and keep building.